When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, time now to continue our club-by-club previews ahead of the 2022 NRL season. We've done, oh, I don't know, about half a dozen clubs now. And, uh, you know, we probably should have started with uh, the minor premiers from last year, Melbourne Storm, or perhaps even the Panthers. Well, as it is, we haven't done either. So time now to uh, look ahead to what could be um, a great season for Melbourne Storm. I don't know. They've lost a few players. They've gained a few players, but they still have... I think, the best in the business as their coach. So to continue our preview series, we're heading to the minor premiers from last year, as I say, with Daniel Gobbs from the Storm Warning Podcast. How are you, Daniel? Thanks for joining us on Higher Ground. Good evening, Chris. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. So what's it going to be? I mean, minor premiers last year. Um, do you see this this Storm dynasty continuing as a, as a superpower in 2022? Or do you think maybe there's a chance they might just drop down a rung or two? I believe that the purple rain will continue. I think the the, the Melbourne juggernaut will uh, continue to roll on in 2022. Um, every year it seems to be the same old uh, same old song, just a different singer in terms of eulogising Melbourne Storm. And this is the mm. year that they're going to fall back to the pack, but they continue to reinvent themselves and. They continue to un, 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 uh, uncover and discover uh, new and emerging talent. And I think a lot of what goes uh, by the wayside is the amount of depth they've got coming through. Mm. Yeah, he has that knack, doesn't he, uh, Craig Bellamy, of, of developing you know, relative unknowns. And this has been a trademark of his coaching for well over a decade now. And relative unknowns into household names. You you take the likes of Nico, Nico Hines, um, Ryan Pappenhausen, Brandon Smith and, and others who we didn't know about a few years ago and now they uh, really are at the top of their game. A um, bit of drama in the off-season, as we know, and it all probably started with you know, Munster and, and Brandon Smith. Um, I don't know, White Powder Gate, whatever you want to call it. Then we had that you know infamous podcast where um, Brandon Smith came out and, and spoke about, I guess, a few things maybe he shouldn't have spoken about. Um, you know, inferring that there was uh, you know, a real booze fest type culture at Melbourne Storm. So a bit of turbulence in the off season, but going on their last performance at the weekend, um, they still look very, very slick. Yeah, they do. Uh, And I I suppose that really speaks to, I mean, uh, I I know the the term culture has Mm. been questioned, but uh, the performance of the weekend speaks to exactly what the culture is about, that they've addressed it, they've, um, They've, they've called it out and they've been, been able to basically build from that. And, you know, it, it all centres back towards the, uh, the the numero uno factor of one Craig Bellamy and what he's been able to create there and establish for, you know, close to two decades. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at, um, and looking ahead, ahead rather, Felice Cafusi, he's gone. The, um, the Bromwich boys, they're, they're going to, is that, that's been confirmed, hasn't it? Kenny's going to the Dolphins? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon Smith off to the Roosters. So some might say that, I don't know. I mean, Melbourne are always going to have a premiership window. I think, as you've rightly pointed out, Craig has that effect. But this might be 
this might be a window that is, that is closing for them, do you think? Quite potentially, but in saying that, they've been, they've been on average losing about three players per year uh, for a good 10 years. Um, and no bigger than obviously the big three, although that was a staggered sort of, uh, staggered sort of departure uh, with uh, Kronk, Slater and eventually Cameron Smith moving on. But I think the, the, the major thing to, to adhere to and, and, and monitor, Chris, is that Melbourne Storm don't lose players they want to keep. Mm. Now, when you look at, when you look at the, you know, the departure of Dale Finucane, who was, um, you know, 31 going on 32, and the way that Dale plays, like mm. he, he puts his head where you wouldn't put your feet, yes. um, you know, and then you've got the likes of Jesse Bromwich, who's 30, 32 going on 33. Yep. There's Kenny Bromwich, who's 31. There's Felice Capusi, who's 30. These guys are coming into the twilight years of their career. Mm. Whilst they're still, still playing good football, there's an argument to say that they're probably not at the top of their game as they once were probably, you know, two or three years ago. So, again, I think they've they've been loyal uh, and great servants of the club and, and provided great service to the Purple Jersey. But I think it's someone else's time to come through now. Mm. And the amount of talent and depth that, that the club has got through, like Trent Loriero uh, mm. is, is a perfect example of that. Um, you, you know, I know that you've, you've spoken quite uh, fondly of Bronson Garlic, what he's been able to provide over the past fortnight. He showed how, just how good of, of a utility uh, and, and providing utility value and being able to play in the middle on an edge or even a dummy half. So I don't think the, uh, you know, whilst, every, again, everyone's trying to eulogise Melbourne Storm, I, I think they will be uh, mistaken in terms of uh, w- waiting for the downfall to happen when there's so much talent coming through mm. uh, as they bid farewell to an ageing an aging cohort. Uh, whilst the aging cohort departs the building, there'll be uh, some green shoots and talent coming through. Yeah, uh, well said, and there always are. I'm talking to uh, Daniel Gobbs. That's his uh, Elias name, if you like, the Storm Warning podcast. You mentioned a few names there, and, and I, I, I agree with you. The Storm, you know, um, don't lose players they they don't want to necessarily lose. Obviously, you can't keep everyone, and a few you rattled off there are closer to the ends of their career than the start. Um, there are a couple, however, that have gone uh, that don't fit that mould that I'm sure the Storm would have dearly loved to have kept in Josh Adokar and Nico Hines. Um, their absence, I'm sure, will be felt in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's experience there that you can't sort of buy. Um, and and to, to see them depart the building after you know the great service and contribution that they've made uh, during their time at the Melbourne Storm and the four walls of the organisation, their departure will be sorely missed. And that, I suppose that they're the they're the players that you'd like to keep, but you for you know for the nature of the salary cap and and obviously on the compassionate grounds, especially Josh Adokar wanting to relocate and to be close towards family in Sydney, um, you you can sort of understand that and and sort of respect that. Nico Hines is one that is probably well one that. Yeah, it was a regretful, um, a, a regrettable mm. one that we've, we've, you know, the the club has lost. And I suppose, but when 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 you're talking about someone as talented as Nico, mm. you don't want to be on a, you don't want to be in a position where you're holding him back. And he's now got an opportunity to be a starting player, uh, a, a, a key uh, member of the spine for the Sharks. Um, so I mean, whilst it's it's disappointing, uh, we bid we bid both those boys. 
uh, you know, adieu and but all the best mm. and, and, and the best wishes. And I think every Melbourne Storm fan will actually be watching their careers closely because we we still consider them Melbourne Storm players. Yeah. Um, you'll be missing a couple of players for your round one outing. Who you got? West Tigers, haven't you, on the, on the Saturday, um, I think. Where are we up with Ryan Pappenhausen and his ankle injury? Yeah, uh, the, the, the club's keeping uh, their cards close to their chest uh, in this regard. Um, he was he did a media uh, conference last week uh, as Melbourne Storm um, uh, announced a uh, first first uh, first up um, cryptocurrency sponsorship deal mm. uh, with uh, uh, organisation Cointree, um, who have come on board. And he was asked the question about where he's at, and he said that. Uh, Round one is the goal. So he, he ruled out, obviously, playing in the trial matches, uh, but he is back running with the with the main group and the squad. And um, there was a, a, bit, a bit of video on social media over the past uh, 24, 48 hours of him doing some sprints. So all indications mm. seem to be that uh, whilst he may not be named in the number one, he will be in that 22 come next Tuesday. And I dare say if I was a betting man, he'll be there in round one. And so Harry Grant, he's uh, he'll be missing as well. Uh, what's that suspension yep. injury? Yeah, oh, no, no, no. He, he that was uh, it was a very innocuous um, crusher tackle in the the prelim final against That's right. the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, uh, whilst he did partake in the trials to get some match fitness, uh, he won't be okay. eligible. Uh, for round one. Brandon Smith will be eligible after jumping through that, that loophole. So um, yeah. he's got South Sydney to thank, I guess, for that. Absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, Jerome Hughes, he's just come on in leaps and bounds over the past couple of years. And then I saw another a green shoot that you, you talk about, young Tyron Wishart. Um, I liked what I saw from him over the weekend. Isn't he to spit out of his father's mouth? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not only in looks, I mean, just... He's got uh, he's got some toe like his father has as well, mm. um, and he's got he's got those traditional wishart legs. Yes. Um, so, but uh, no, he's got he's got um, he's quite crafty with the ball. Service from dummy half is is nice and crisp, um, both left to right and right to left passing. Um, yeah, and he's he's got that slide of hand, uh, which you know Rod Rod being an old winger. Uh, he, I don't know where he's developed that from, but um, I tell you what, he's, he's he's looking the goods. More hookers than Kings Cross, you boys have. I'm telling you that, Daniel <laughs> Gobb. Say, um, finally, mate, Craig Bellamy. He's been hinting at retirement for you know, I don't know, better part of a decade. So where is it? Will this be his last year? Do you think? Uh, and then will he move into I don't know a godfather godfather type role at the club? Well, if you believe what you you, mm. you, you hear from from him himself. I mean, he, he he was going to basically call it quits after 2012, uh, and since then he's signed four four contract extensions. I think very similar. You know, you know, it, it's all it's all well and good to to look ahead and 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 say, yeah, this is this will be my last contract. But you know, he's very very contradictory into the fact that he doesn't look too far ahead himself. He's always week to week, mm. what's you know day to day. And uh, I, Chris, I think you'll probably agree with this. I can't see him not coaching. You know, no. he, he is he is a born coach. And just like Wayne Bennett, um, you know, I think you know, he, he'll die on that hill. He'll, mm. he, he will basically continue to coach until he can't coach anymore. So whilst, whilst there is that open-ended contract for the next five years, which allows him to transition into a, yeah. a head of football type role, I can't see it happening because every time he gets close towards, you know, believing it's the end, 
there's this next crop of juniors that come through, which he wants to be basically mould and get his fingerprints on. Mm. Uh, and it sort of re, it reinvigorates him, and he continues to evolve himself as uh, evolve as a coach and his coaching methodology. Yeah. Um, so look, if I was a betting man, I dare say that he'll we'll we'll see him coaching in 2023 and beyond. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I mean, we're all thinking, what happens when Smith and Cronk and Slater, uh, Inglis, even way back when, they all move on? What mm. happens? My goodness, does the place fall apart? No, 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 no. They just keep churning them out. Mate, great to talk to you. Uh, before you go then, uh, finally, what is a successful year for Melbourne Storm? Is it is it finishing in the top two? Is it finishing as minor premiers? Is it making the grand final? Or do you have to win the grand final for it to be a successful campaign? I think all fans, uh, there's an expectation that, you know, top four is, is, is a must. But I know internally... If they're not winning the premiership, it's a failed season. So I know that I know internally within the four walls of the organisation, they'll be setting that benchmark to win the comp. Absolutely, great to talk and to I you, Daniel. Got, Sorry, mate. I think they've got. I think they've got the squad to do it. So. Oh, yeah, I think you. I think you're bloody right too. I think they'll have a, a a really really good year. Great to talk to you, Daniel. And you can hear more from uh, Daniel Gobbs at the uh, the Storm Warning Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Chris.